0: everyone and welcome back to the educating all learners alliance podcast so today's episode will be slightly different from our normal ones Um, we've curated a list of the top resources from the ELA resource library that specifically school and district administrators can use uh, can utilize and promote the best practices regarding the restart and return to school And so my colleagues, Megan Olson and Lauren Krumpecki will be going through these resources. And we've also created these into a list in written format that we've added to the resource library if you're interested in viewing it and clicking through to the links. Um, I also wanted to add that we created a similar list, but specifically for educators and teachers and have shared that list on the Educating All Learners YouTube channel. So without any further delay, I'll pass it over to Megan and Lauren.
1: Thanks so much. We're happy to be uh, chatting about this today. I mean, we, we don't have many certainties these days. Uh, we do know one thing for sure though, and that's that we really can't predict how the ongoing evolution of COVID uh, is gonna impact how we educate kids with disabilities. We just, we can't predict the, the impact it's gonna have, but, As the 2021-2022 school year quickly approaches, and in many places it's already launched, we're already seeing outbreaks and we're seeing school-wide quarantines and in some places even closures. So we we need to uh, confront and face the hard truth here which is that a purely in-person school community and instructional experience is not gonna happen in the upcoming school year. As such, It's critical that we spend our time and resources planning for high quality hybrid and virtual teaching so we don't waste any more time patching together or trying to triage learning experiences that in some instances end up being mediocre for students. Over the last 18 months, we have learned and experienced a ton. And as we focus on planning and implementation or in some instances, The launch is already upon us we're we're focusing on how we're um, actually already instructing students, we need to elevate the top learnings from the last 18 months so a few of them here. Decision making needs to be uh, needs to prioritize flexibility, not a one size fits all approach for all students learners and even for staff. It may be that a small group of students in your school will need virtual instruction throughout the year. but most likely there will be rolling closures and that virtual instruction is gonna be applied to all students at some point. We want to make sure that we're designing instruction and learning environments that can adapt to hybrid and virtual learning contexts. undisrupted high quality instruction is mission critical right now. Social emotional learning and community wellness is a key through line. Optimal learning is only going to take place when students and staff feel safe, when they feel like they belong, when they feel welcome, and when they're mentally and physically healthy. And the other thing that we learned over the last year is that UDL, Universal Design for Learning, can not just weather a pandemic, it thrives in that situation. Universal Design for Learning builds inclusive and rigorous opportunities across any and all learning environments flexibility, variability, student-centered learning, those are all key ingredients of um, UDL. So we encourage schools and districts, administrators and school leaders, or any decision maker in the education community to leverage the following key resources to support their planning and preparedness um, for for the approaching or present school year and even beyond. The first resource is a resource by digital promise equity and accessibility considerations for digital learning. Uh, This resource is designed to help ensure that digital learning is equitable for all students. It offers guidance on cultivating culturally responsive learning environments with considerations for neurodiversity and access to Internet and other devices. Specifically, it offers guidance on implementing accessible practices for digital learning um, in consideration of students with individual education programs, IEPs, and 504 plans, as well as English language learners. The next resource that we want to share is COVID-19 evidence-based resources. This is from the US Department of Education's Institute on Education Sciences. And these resources, It's it's a series of evidence-based resources and guidance about teaching and learning in remote environments, as well as other considerations that have been um, sort of amplified during the, the, the pandemic. Um, we also want to spotlight the learning recovery briefs by Blue Engine and SPED strategies two organizations on a mission to improve outcomes for students who think and learn differently. And they've come together to elevate strategies and practices that school systems can use to design for and meet the needs of students with disabilities um, as a part of the continued school reopenings. And specifically, this resource provides tangible next steps for um, tutoring therapies and supports, and high-quality curriculum and instruction. I'm going to turn it over to Lauren Krumpecki, who, along with a team of experts, really curate and and put together the resource library for ELA, um, and she'll walk you through the next set of resources.
2: Yeah. Um, so uh, the next resource that um, we want to we want to include is from the Center on PBIS, and it's. Kind um, of long name, it's called Returning to School, Considerations for Students with the Most Intensive Behavioral Needs, a Guide to Supporting Students with Disabilities, Their Families and Educators. And basically what this document is, is a set of uh, strategies and key practices to restart classrooms and schools in a manner that students, their families and educators can use effectively, efficiently and relevantly um, in the current climate. And something else that I like about this resource is that it's organized into a nice, easy to read table. Um, so you can kind of navigate it and, and figure out where you are in that process and, and kind of start there and, and move from there. Another one that we're focusing on is the UDL implementation timeline. So if you're in a leadership position, you're your principal, instructional coach, teacher leader, something of, of, that, uh, of that stripe, you may be wondering what your first year of UDL implementation may look like. So in partnership with Novak Education, um, an instructional coach named Shannon Schultz came up with this example to help get you started. And again, it's organized in a nice table format and kind of lays out what a, a school year may look like. So you can certainly adapt it, but it's a nice, a nice start starter resource if you're just getting getting started with rolling out UDL in your schools. <clears throat> the next resource is from Castle, and it's called Reunite, Re Reunite, Renew, Thrive: an SEL Roadmap for Reopening Schools. And this SEL roadmap is designed to support school leaders and leadership teams and planning for the transition back to school in whatever form that that might take virtual, fully in-person, hybrid, something that changes as the year goes on. Um, So there are four uh, SEL critical practices. Each of those have activities under them, and then activities um, also have essential questions, actions to prepare and implement, and tools to support those actions. So lots of information um, in in this resource to help you on your SEL journey. And then finally, the ELA team has a resource called planning for ESSER with students with disabilities in mind. Um, And so basically this resource um, is kind of imploring folks to um, consider students with disabilities as you are are making your um, elementary and secondary school emergency relief um, plans and and budgets. So in this resource, uh, we outline and provide resources to support LEAs and other decision makers as you create ESSER funding plans with specific consideration and inclusion of students with disabilities.
1: Thanks, Lauren. Mm -hmm. Again, in these pivotal moments, our decisions, and the things that we prioritize pave the road for the expectations and outcomes that we have of our schools and our teachers and our students. What did we learn over the last school year? And how are we acting on those learnings? How might we demonstrate through our preparation and launch of the school year that we're committed to designing educational environments that are consistently inclusive and truly equitable? Again, we encourage you to check out these resources and more at educatingalllearners.org.